Well, I started from the top, and now I'm halfway to the bottom. I regret nothing. The end. We're on a mission from God. Oh my God! Okay, it's happening! All right, Buster, what do you do? Oh, the entirety of this trip so far. How to even begin to talk about that? Well, I suppose I should just start with the start, right? The beginning, which is getting on my motorcycle. Oh, no, wait, back up. That is buying the motorcycle and riding it home and parking it in front of my parents' house and telling myself that I was going to teach myself how to fix it while secretly planning to ride that motorcycle from Colorado to Argentina without telling anyone at first and then slowly start putting the idea out there to certain people who I think thought I was kidding, which maybe even I thought I was kidding back then. Then, every single day, coming out and seeing that motorcycle parked awkwardly on the side of the driveway, the only spot available, slowly eating away at the blacktop because the motorcycle was heavy enough to actually push through the blacktop, which my father did not like, telling myself I really needed to order the parts, clear the space, and figure out how to take apart a carburetor and replace certain parts that were broken, how to fix tires that mysteriously leaked even though they'd been replaced, how to solve idling issues, how to solve electronic issues with headlights, how to figure out how to charge my phone while riding from my battery, and a number of other issues. Fast forward a couple of weeks, many, many hours spent on YouTube and random motorcycle forums written eight years ago, eight months ago, 18 years ago, it doesn't matter, I'm gathering the information, and I am wearing 18 layers. It is 30 degrees outside, I have my motorcycle overloaded with a bright teal Office Depot crepe strapped to the back with my tent and my tripod and my camping chair all sticking out of it, haphazardly strapped down using a variety of bungee cords and bungee nets, and I can't even get on my damn motorcycle because my legs are so thick from all of the long underwear, pants, insulated pants, protective pants, more pants, so many layers that I can't even bend my legs to get it up over the motorcycle. And that is when I learned the hop, skip, and a jump, raise your leg and slam your crotch into your motorcycle move of getting onto your motorcycle. It wasn't until about two weeks later that I learned the awesome swing your leg up and over all of the items on the back of your motorcycle using the side stand and the peg move, which made me look remarkably less awful. And so it was that I hop, skipped, and a jumped and slammed my crotch into my motorcycle slowly, very slowly, back to town, the steep grade of the driveway, hoping to God that I did not fall over before even beginning the trip, put my blinker on, turned left out of the driveway, and rode up and away from my parents' home, knowing that I could not come back unless I at least tried to do this journey. I could not come back that next day. I could not come back that next week. I could not come back until I had failed or until I succeeded. That first day, it was 30 degrees and sunny. It was so incredibly cold I could barely feel my fingers while riding. That first night, it dropped down to 12 degrees, and it was the first time in my life I've actually been afraid of what might happen if I fall asleep and it gets even colder in the night, given that my sleeping bag was only rated to 15 degrees, and I think that's 15 degrees of survival, not of comfort, meaning 12 degrees is not only extremely uncomfortable, it's possibly dangerous. The first day, the first day away from my parents' home, aka the second day of the trip, my speedometer and odometer broke. The fourth and fifth day, I ran out of gas for the first time, ended up taking the bike apart thinking that the carburetor was broken when really I was just out of gas. The sixth and seventh day, 
My chain mysteriously started loosening and tightening with no apparent pattern or reason. So I would move the axle in order to tighten the chain. Later, the chain would be so tight, it would be much tighter than I had put it with the axle, that I would have to loosen it lest the chain suffer damage. Then it would loosen again, then tighten again, then loosen again. Finally, I found myself limping along Highway 1 north from LA up to San Francisco. I had chosen to go out of my way, even with a motorcycle that I was afraid was not even going to make it to California, which turned out to be my temporary defeat spot where I gave up on the trip and then through a series of circumstances was convinced to hang on just a little longer, to pay a professional to fix the bike, and then to come out and try this trip one more time, which I am so glad I did. But I had chosen to go up Highway 1, to go further south than I needed to, and ride up Highway 1, the best part in my opinion, just north of LA, all the way up to Carmel, Monterey area. Even though my bike was barely making it, I limped along that beautiful, beautiful Highway 1 on my motorcycle with a perfectly blue sky, with scattered clouds, and the most wonderful, perfect weather, and a smile on my face. And that is how the first leg of this trip ended. Limping into San Francisco, in defeat, almost giving up, and then being convinced that there was at least no reason to entirely kill the dream until all options had been spent. And so it was after another month or two of working, of recuperating, of analyzing why I was doing what I was doing and whether I was crazy enough to continue to attempt to do the thing that I was attempting to do, I found myself back on a plane flying back to San Francisco to my bike that was waiting for me. And I'll never forget this sick, dreadful, numb knot of feeling in my stomach, deep in my being, in my stomach, in my soul, in my heart, this anxious weight of knowing that I was messing up, of knowing that every single person, every single doubter in my life, which was most of the people in my life, were right, and I was wrong, and I was being so recklessly, so foolishly foolish, so wasteful of time and energy and potentially my life to do this stupid thing, to do this stupid idea that I had put in my head. And yet, part of me remembered I had thought a lot about this. Part of me remembered I had made up my mind for good reasons. Part of me remembered, part of me believed in this regardless of what people say, regardless of the negative state that people were able to put me in. There's a tiny part of me that may not have been able to have been heard anymore, but I could still feel part of me that believed in the reasons for doing this trip. Reasons such as proving to myself that I'm capable of the things that I daydream about because I'd rather be the person who tries their ideas than the person who forever thinks I could never do that. Reasons such as putting myself in the ultimate situation of giving life a chance to happen to me, of giving life a chance to show me parts of myself, parts of the world that I otherwise would not have realized, would not have seen, would not have come to know. And it'd be nice to learn some Spanish and to ride a motorcycle a little bit. Not bad reasons overall. It was clinging to these reasons, almost literally this feeling of clinging to the ledge of my last bit of hope inside of me, that I found myself on the highway leading south out of San Diego, slowly filtering out the cars, leaving the last exit to keep in the U.S., until suddenly you find yourself crossing into Mexico, where I promptly skipped immigration and customs, did not get a stamp on my passport nor papers for my motorcycle, and rode right on through. It was not for another month that I realized that that was my first mistake of the trip. I only had to pay a $60 fine at the end of the day when I was exiting into Guatemala, where Mexican officials fined me for not getting the stamps, the correct stamps, but overall, my first mistake of the trip. I remember the first time I spoke Spanish to the toll booth operator who told me that it would be three pesos, and I said, how much in dollars? 
And then he told me how much in dollars and I didn't hear him at all and handed him some cash and hoped that he would be honest. I remember my first time riding by police in Mexico as they stopped other cars and didn't stop me. And I thought, oh, how blessed I am. Fast forward another month and thousands of miles of riding and I still almost never got stopped by those police stops. Yeah, I got stopped occasionally, but most of the time I got waved through. I remember my first time buying gas when I pulled up and just sat and stared at the gas machine trying to figure out how I was supposed to do it until finally I went inside and asked them how the manner of buying gas was and they told me you buy it here and I said, well, I don't know how much I need. Can I use the gas first and then pay you afterward? And they said, no, you crazy gringo man, you pay us first and then you pump the gas. To which I answered, well, I still don't know how much I need, so can we just start with 100 and go up from there? To which they said, okay, fine. And then I filled up my bike. I remember the first hostel, the first bed, the first bedroom, the first bathroom, the first meal, the first person that I spoke Spanish with for longer than 15 seconds. I remember the first real day in Mexico. When, not 15 minutes after leaving my hostel, as I rambled on and on to my GoPro, trying to find some solace in this idea of talking out loud to an audience, quote-unquote, when really I just needed to talk to myself, a roadrunner ran across the road. A roadrunner which I happen to have tattooed on my forearm. A roadrunner which signifies a lot to me and which I find to be a beautiful, beautiful creature. A roadrunner of which I did not see another single roadrunner the rest of the trip. Thousands of miles of riding, I've not seen another roadrunner, only that one day in Mexico when I needed it most. I remember my first time dropping the bike. I remember my first time feeling free and feeling like I was doing the right thing. I remember my first time thinking that I was doing the wrong thing. I remember my first time thinking that all of the fear that everyone has tried so hard to pump into me, all of the fear that I so readily consume and eat up from online articles, from videos, from people's comments about their own experiences slash how they imagine their experience would be, because let's face it, most people don't have their own experience. They just put out their conjecture, which is almost entirely fear-based. I remember the first day realizing that almost all of that was useless fear-mongering, fear-focused chatter, which means nothing which does nothing but keep people from doing the things that they feel like they could and should do. I remember the first day I realized that everyone is afraid. I remember the first day I realized that I wasn't going to get over my fear. I merely needed to learn how to live alongside it. I remember the first time when I spoke to somebody in Spanish about the journey, about the length of the journey, and their eyes grew so wide I thought they were going to pop out of their skull. A sight which I still have not grown tired of, nine countries later, 13,000 kilometers later. I remember the first border, I remember the first night before the border crossing, being so incredibly ill I could barely get up out of my hotel bedroom. I stumbled down into the street, ordered the worst chicken taco things I've ever eaten in my whole life, bought a whole gallon of water to, to hydrate myself, and retreated back to my room and watched Spanish dubbed movies on TV until I passed out from the four melatonin that I popped and the four Advil that I popped, hoping that this immobilizingly strong migraine would leave me by the next morning. It didn't. I remember the first person that went out of their way to protect me and to take care of me and to look out for me because they were afraid of the bad people in their country that might give me a hard time, steal something, bother me, etc. That experience has repeated itself again and again in every country where somebody has gone out of their way to make sure that I feel safe, that I am safe, that my things are safe in their country. I remember the first time in the middle of a hostel in Guatemala while everyone got drunk and partied and danced to their loud music and talked loudly in each other's ears over the effect of the alcohol and the sound of the music where I did not feel bad for being alone in this life. I remember the revelation that I like who I am. 
I like that I am the type of person who can sit down and commit to doing some work even while everyone around them relaxes, plans their day of festivities the day after, and starts to drink. I remember the first day I realized that some days I just need to sit in bed with a couple of beers, a pizza, a bag of potato chips, and air conditioning. I remember the first day that I realized that I'm changing. I remember the first time that I realized that this trip is bringing to the surface many months and years, perhaps, of decisions and habits and difficult things that I've gone through that have slowly shaped me into the person that I am. This trip has done exactly what I wanted it to do in the sense that I wanted to put myself in a situation that life would happen to me and that I would be forced to change or to come to conclusions that I had not come to before. I remember the first time I realized that my anxiety is completely irrational. That my daily fear of anything and everything, from getting out of my bed to getting out of my room, my hotel room, my apartment, to walking outside the hotel, to entering a cafe, to ordering food, to getting on the motorcycle, to stopping for gas, anything. I have so much anxiety and fear around it. And I remember the first time thinking how incredibly irrational and stupid it was, given that I often associate my anxiety with the weakness that is me. I am weak because I am anxious. I am anxious because I am weak. When in reality, how can you say that you are weak because you're anxious and you're anxious because you're weak when you just rode your motorcycle thousands of kilometers through quote unquote some of the most dangerous countries in the world? How can you say that you're an anxious, fearful, weak person in the face of those types of accomplishments? I remember the first day I realized that for the rest of my life, no one can take away, not even myself, not even my most spiteful, creative, conniving, negative talk in my head can take away the reality, the tangible reality of having ridden my motorcycle from Colorado to Colombia. Nothing can change the miles. Nothing can change the distance. Nothing can change the reality of what I did. Whether anyone else cares, I don't really care. That one little piece in and of itself would make it all worth it if it had been the only thing. Because for the rest of my life, there is an irrefutable fact of my life that I am who I am and that I cannot talk myself out of. Now, whether that's the right way of going about living a little better every day, I don't know. But it's what I did, so screw you. I'm sorry, that was a little harsh. Screw myself? How about everyone screws themselves and then we're all even? I remember my first day being without the motorcycle in Panama when I shipped it off on a boat that ended up taking far longer than I thought it would, arriving in Colombia far later than I hoped, leaving me in Panama City for lo far longer than I wanted. I remember the first day I walked somewhere instead of taking my motorcycle. I remember the first Uber I called while my motorcycle was on the boat instead of being able to ride my motorcycle. I remember the relief of not having to remember where I parked the motorcycle and that it was safe. I remember the first night I woke up terrified that I had forgotten where I had parked the motorcycle. It was parked in a garage. It was safe. I was just having sleep nightmares. I remember the first time I realized that this is not a vacation. This is a lifestyle. This is my life. This is not a temporary jaunt into the countryside. This is my life. Every day I need to treat this as if it's my life, not a temporary vacation. That simple realization helped change the way that I saw the ups and the downs, the difficulties, the necessities, the challenges, the responsibilities, and the fun aspects of this journey as well. I remember the first time I realized that even the, the things I had already gone through, the literal border points that I had already gone through, when looking back, I could become overcome with fear over the idea of having to cross through those things until, with a little bit of embarrassment, I realized I have crossed through that exact border point. I have visited that exact office. And yet, as I'm watching this famous YouTuber 
make a video about how stressful and how awful their crossing through the border was, I'm realizing anyone and everyone can arrive at a place where they're afraid of even the thing that they've already accomplished. Don't let fear ruin your life. Don't let fear reign in your life. Don't let fear be the dominant director of your life. I remember the first time realizing that I truly could not imagine myself doing anything else in my life right now other than this. I remember the first time of regret, having skipped something beautiful, having missed something beautiful, having not gone out and explored when I was so close to something, and the simultaneous feeling of letting go of having to experience everything and remembering that I can't experience everything. I can't be everywhere. I can't do everything. I can't meet everyone. And therein, I need to find beauty. I need to find joy. I need to find curiosity. I need to find fascination in the things around me, in the things that I can get myself to do, in the things that I'm strong enough, brave enough, energetic enough, curious enough to encounter, to find, to seek out. You can't experience everything in life, but you can experience the things you're already experiencing in a more rich manner if you stop trying to experience everything in life. I remember the first time I realized I was deeply addicted to the notifications on my phone that made me feel less alone. I remember the first time I realized that for the right woman, I would change my plans. I also remember when that right woman broke my heart and reminded me that love doesn't exist, but that's a podcast for another time. Also, I'm joking. Kind of. I remember the first time I realized that I had lost way too much weight as a product of not eating and merely prioritizing making more progress on the trip. I remember that because my belt fell open while I was in line at Adawana's and I don't remember which border and I couldn't close my belt because I had paperwork in one hand, my helmet in another hand, and a water bottle in the helmet and it was just an interesting situation where I tried to act casual as my belt hung open and my pants were sagging while my hands were full and I was trying to hold them up using my elbows. I remember the first time realizing that life goes on. No matter how hard this moment is, no matter how alone you might feel, no matter how crushed you might feel, no matter how hurt you might feel, no matter how hopeless you might feel, and I have felt, life goes on. La vida sigue. I remember the first time realizing that my Spanish has gotten much better and I'm actually not that bad anymore. I remember so much and yet I already have forgotten so much. And yet this trip is a part of me and will be a part of me for the rest of my life. And all of that is because I stuck with reasons that I had reasoned through, that I had decided on, that I had made up my mind about, that I had set in my mind and heart as something valuable and worthwhile to me. I survived through the onslaught of fear-mongering that all of us do, that all of us do to the ones we love and to ones around us, and that we also are the receivers of. And then I pushed mile by mile until I've arrived about halfway through the entirety of this trip. A changed man, and yet the same one, in so many ways. Nice. I regret nothing. The end.